everyone. This is William here with Allegory Gallery Interviews, and we're here today with Sarah Bullington to talk about her work, her artistry, and her company, Busy Bee Artistry. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing today? Good. How about you, William? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. It's been busy here recently, so we're excited about that. So welcome to the show, for one, and let's talk about you a little bit. For people who may not know who you are, um, you have Busy Bee Artistry and you do mostly a lot of um, bead embroidery, right? Yes, um, thank you. It's an honor to be talking with you. Um, I mostly do bead embroidery. Like you said, my company name is Busy Bee Artistry. Mm -hmm. um, I live in Ohio. Uh, I'm completely blind, so I do everything by touch. Now, you have been blind for quite a while, right? Yeah, so I'm 27, and I lost my sight when I was three from a brain tumor on the optic nerve. Oh, my. So you, you, you obviously didn't have a lot of time in your life to get started with beating or anything like that. Mm -hmm. how, has, how have you gotten into this um, as time has gone on? So my grandpa was a big influence in my life, and even before I lost my sight, he had me making things, you know, he always went to pack of hands, getting different crafts for me to make to, you know, keep my hands going. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And as I got older, the more I got interested. And, you know, when I learned about beads, like actual real beads, I got excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and uh, a bead store opened up in the area and I started taking classes. Okay. Nice. I started out, you know, doing basic string and wire wrapping. Yeah. Now you, you kind of, you told us a little bit and I've seen you do stringing, bead embroidery, bead weaving, hand knotting too, and wire wrapping. Yes. So of course, the biggest question probably for most people is for most people with sight, how do you do this? How, how does, how does something like that happen without being able to see? Of course. So I, been trying to find the best way to explain it because you know it, it's hard for people to comprehend of course and um i like to say my hands are my eyes and my imagination is my vision beautiful and so you know i imagine or you know daydream up you know i think a lot about nature and i get inspiration mm -hmm. from that and you know i could feel with my hand the texture and and, you know, put a piece together from that. That's, that's amazing. Now, do you have some sort of process that whenever you receive beads um, to know colors and to know styles? Yeah, so I, um, well, when I order beads online, you know, my computer reads what's on the screen. Um, okay. It doesn't describe pictures to me unless you know, there's a text or they're coming out with new technology, but it's not yeah. very helpful. <laughs> I know me. that, I know that there are, um, on photos, there are like alt tags that we yeah. can fill out that help or are supposed to help. And, and, um, we try to fill those out here because we know, um, how important that can be. Well, I, I say I, words are important. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, you know, especially nowadays, people are used to using memes and emojis and you know, less and less words, you know? Right. But so, you know, I do rely on descriptions when I'm buying. I also use um, an app called Ira, spelled 
A-I-R-A. Okay. And it's just like a video call. Um, it's a plan that you pay for monthly. Mm-hmm. And somebody on my iPhone can see what I'm doing and look at oh, my computer great. and describe things to me. That's really interesting. Now, how often do you use that? Or, or when do you use it while you're designing or? So mainly I use it when I'm ordering online. And then when I get the things home, when I get the things home, like I'll take, I have a bag of seed beads here. I okay. have a, you can see that, a braille label on it to let me know what they are. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah. So, so obviously you read braille. Yes. And um, you're able to make labels then and that will help you describe things later. Yeah, that's my main way to make sure I can do, you know, everything by myself. Very nice. Very nice. So let's talk about you a little bit. How long have you been doing the, the beading itself? Like actual with, like you said, with, with real beads, how long have you been doing this? <laughs> um, about 12 years now. 12 years. Yeah. And, and what made you decide to take it from a hobby to creating a business out of it? I just be- became, you know, so in love with it. And I want to share, you know, what I create into the world for people to enjoy. Very nice. And, and how has it been going getting your business? Now, when did you actually start the business? I should say that. So I started forming Busy Bee Artistry two years ago and, okay. you know, just getting, you know, everything official mm-hmm. and then, you know, trying to, you know, make sure my work is good. I was still focusing on that, you know, my craftsmanship right. and that year was kind of bumpy anyways. And then last year with COVID, so I've had, you know, a little bit of selling in person, but not too much online yet. Right. Of course. Yeah, sometimes it takes a while to get the business started and then to get everything online. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And I can imagine um, with not being able to see necessarily, it's probably even takes longer to enter your products and 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 fill in the fields that you need to do um, whenever you're working with an online store. Yeah, I mean, so far I'm posting pictures on Facebook and mm-hmm. I'm going to explore Etsy soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm hoping, you know, that is accessible and I don't need too much extra help, but. We'll right. See. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would be great if you're able to. And um, if you ever need any help, let us know because we've worked with Etsy before. Um, we have an Etsy store and we've also worked with, we work with Shopify now, which um, I think is pretty nice too. Yeah. I've been debating about going to that, but I think Etsy would be a good start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you said your, um, was it your grandfather got you involved in this? Yeah. And kind of gave you your love for it? Yeah, you know, like he went to pack his hands. He wasn't a beater himself, but he, okay. did, he did origami. Um, so, you know, he was crafty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he um, just wanted to keep me busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need to keep a kid busy, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So is that why you started or is there, it was there a deeper meaning for you in that? Uh, it's mainly why I started because I loved making things. And as soon as I found out, you know, about actual beads and you know that all the possibilities of what you can do mm-hmm. and it's something, you know, where I could feel and really enjoy. Right. 
And um, I see you're wearing earrings now and a necklace and even a brooch. Yeah. Do you, do you find jewelry is a fun way to express yourself? Yes, it's my favorite way too. And, uh, great. Great. Yeah, we always, that's kind of what, um, when we started Allegory Gallery, what we wanted it to be is a, is a place that you could tell your story through, through beading and jewelry. Right. And it's great to see people doing that. So yeah. if you had to pick one thing that you do, like stringing, bead weaving, which is the one thing that you would, would not want to give up? The bead embroidery. The bead embroidery. Yeah. I've seen you've, you've, you've put a few new pieces here. Um, at the time this podcast is being recorded, you have a new, a few new pieces on your Facebook page. Yeah. Um, those are some of my newest pieces I have for sale. Actually, it's at um, an art center I go to weekly. Oh, nice. So they're selling some of my pieces there. That's great. Yeah. Now, do you get involved with any classes at your art center or have you been doing any teaching or anything like that? So I go once a week on Thursdays to the open studio for beaters. Okay. And there's about six of us now with COVID get the restricted class sizes. Right. And actually the place is an hour away from me. Oh. <laughs> so I, I take Uber there every week. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's quite a, that's quite a, a, a distance, but that's, it's really amazing to have a place like that because I don't, I couldn't, I don't know if there's anywhere around here that they would have like kind of um, any of our art centers that they have a specific beading night. That's, that's oh, yes. really nice. My, the instructor who has been my great friend, we yeah, I've known her for two years now, Kim, she is just wonderful. She's been making jewelry herself, I think for over 20 years selling at shows. Oh, great. And, teaching even children there so mm -hmm. so what is the name of the art center let's give them some publicity yeah here. the Chagrin Valley Art Center nice nice so um, we'll try and get some links for that too when we when we debut the podcast here and make sure that um, people know about that if you're in the Ohio area um, so uh, of course I'm assuming that the bead embroidery then is the part that you enjoy the most out of what you do yeah, like I don't really do, well, I never do basic stringing anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh -huh. um, I have to talk myself into doing wire wrapping. <laughs> and why did you talk yourself into that? Well, at first, like when I was, you know, playing around, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, I did a lot of wire wrapping. Okay. And, you know, just really crazy, outrageous stuff, <laughs> three-dimensional Oh, okay. But once I found seed beads, I don't know, it's like two different languages. So I have yes. to get myself to want to work with the wire. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. I get it. Yeah. I tried seed beading once in my life and I, I tried, um, I forget what the stitch was, but it was a tubular stitch. And I spent about eight hours and I made a tube that was about two inches long. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, that was a little bit much for me. I, don't, I, I couldn't justify doing that, but uh, I have a, a big appreciation for it now because I certainly right. did it's not something that's necessarily easy. You have to, you have to have a very calm mind, I think, and you have to be somebody that, that really enjoys doing it to do it. Yeah. I've been working on a piece for four weeks now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Thank you. Now, what, is, what is in the, what is in the center there? So I don't know if you've heard of Lou Zeldes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So this is a piece from his estate. Okay. Several. It's a carved bone flower. And Beautiful. All um, 
vintage European sea beads and antique African sea beads. Lovely. And so that I'm must making, be... um, I don't know if you heard of the Museum of Beadwork, their beaded square project. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to enter that. Oh, that. very nice. That must be challenging using the antique seed beads because they're not always the same size. And they're very delicate. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we sell antique French and Italian um, in the store. And, oh, do you? Um, yeah, we use them for spacers mostly for our yeah. stringing projects because they're not they're not all the same size like a like a modern seed bead is. Right, so they're but, challenging. Yeah. But they give a, a beautiful texture. Yeah, it gives a beautiful texture to the piece. Yeah. So of course, um, which I don't know if you consider an obstacle that you overcome with your site. You kind of grew up with it. Um, but was it an obstacle to your beating? Um, not necessarily to the beating, even though, you know, some people at first were hesitant about teaching me. Right. Um, I could understand Especially that. Especially like in the sea beads. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard enough for us um, with sight to get them on that needle, let alone <laughs> not being able to see them. But, you know, I became more persistent and, you know, build up my yeah. strengths. Yeah. It's probably made you have to kind of come out of yourself and stand up for yourself. Oh, yeah. For a long time, I was like in a shell and didn't know like what to do or what I wanted to do. And uh -huh. That beading has helped me come out of my shell. Oh, that's great. Now, yeah. how has it done that for you? Just give me a way to express myself. Uh-huh. And how has the reaction been to your jewelry so far? Oh, it's been just great. getting started online, but I'm sure you've heard some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. People love it, and I'm just trying to get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we can help you do that. Um, so we always like to ask people, some of your biggest inspirations, whether it be people or things or whatever, ideas, what are you, some of your biggest inspirations? Well, of course, you know, I am inspired by nature. Um, mm -hmm. When I go outside listening to the birds, looking at plants and flowers, uh -huh. and, you know, reading about, you know, history and, you know, different time periods with culture. Right. Yeah. So what time periods do you like the most? Um, yeah, Victorian, the 1800s. I, I like to ask that because I'm not a big history person, but I, um, I took languages in school and I liked medieval literature. So medieval times was oh, always wow. interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that there's much inspiring for jewelry in the medieval <laughs> times, but, <laughs> but, but that's great. I do, I do know like in the 1700s about, you know, the silk weavers in London. So, okay, nice. You know, all different art. I try to get books on audio that are, you know, art based. Do you use like audibles to do that or what? Yeah, mainly been using, you know, audible. Mm -hmm. We always like to find out what, what the, the kind of things people use and, and what, what helps you um, do your work. So that's, yeah. that's great. We, we use, we have um, our inspired by reading book club at Allegory Gallery. And um, many of our people listen, we always check the audible list to make sure they're in audible first before they're a book of the month. <laughs> I know, I get so mad when it's not on there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. We always try and make sure on our list because Andrew, pretty much that's the only way he reads books is, is through audible. So 
um, while he's working. So we totally get that. I need to check out the other formats that are out there, but I'm like, ah, deal with that technology. I'll do it later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure that, I mean, it's hard enough dealing with technology as it is some days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Andrew, we, we also have um, our local library. You have the lending for the audio books. So that's yeah. nice too. If you haven't checked that out, you definitely probably should give it a try. Yeah, I will. So some of your, you, you obviously like art. What are your, who are you, some of your favorite artists? Um, you know, I liked reading about uh, Clara, um, I can't remember her last name now, but she worked with um, Tip, Tiffany, uh, Louis Comfort Tiffany. Okay. And, you know, different glass workers and. So you're interested in glass workers. working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's nice. I like to venture yeah. out and just, you know, read about art, different, you know, forms of art. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's great. We have a, um, we did an interview here on Allegory Geller interviews with a woman in town. She owns a, another shop in town, but um, she does stained glass work too, which is, which is really, really interesting because I don't think you see that around very much. No, so, you don't. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. So do you have any favorite artists in the beading world who are some of your favorite people or, or even friends? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of lamp work um, artists, Marcy Lamerson, Jeannie Datlick. And then of course I love green girl studios. They're my favorite. You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Yeah>. good. We, <laughs> yes. we love them too. <laughs> and she just got a new, her new coin today. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, she's been coming out with some really pretty things lately. Yeah. So obviously you like going out into nature and you like beading, but what are some other activities other than your craft, things that are not beading related? Um, what are some other things you like to go out and do? Um, well, I am taking college classes. Um, oh, great. What so are you I studying? Was going out, you know, before we got switched to doing virtual learning I was going right. you know out every week for that and what yeah. are you studying um business management just for my associates yeah that's um, that's going to be very helpful <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I wish I would have taken more classes in that kind of thing and um what else do you do other than fun or is beating mostly what you like to do for fun because yeah. I know I know the bead embroidery can take a long time to finish a project obviously, oh yeah so. <laughs> um well, I also go to art therapy every week. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Um, so art therapy, it's a very great and it's been very helpful to me. Um, I work with art therapists who have got their master's degree within art therapy. Okay. So it's a combination of using traditional therapy with art because art can be you know, therapeutic. Absolutely. So I started out doing one one one-on-one sessions with an art okay. therapist and um again it's an hour away from me <laughs> everything's far from me um we know that feeling <laughs> <laughs> yes but then I transitioned to, to going to two groups on Fridays with other people with disabilities okay and you know people who want to use art as therapy so yeah, there absolutely. I would you know make things out of clay or mixed media. I had a whole studio to work in. Oh, wow. So you yeah. get to try all different things. Yeah. 
That's really great. And how have you found it, it helping in your life? It's helped me get stronger to want to achieve my goals. Oh, great. Very nice. I mean, it seems like you're well on your way. (laughs) (laughs) You're, you're starting, you've started your business and you're doing a lot of, a lot of beating and putting out products and you're going to school for business administration. That's wonderful. It's all wonderful. Yeah. So it's helped me, you know, get motivated to, you know, use Uber because I just started that two years ago. Okay. Before I used to have somebody like an aide take me to places. Well, it's very hard to get somebody to want to drive you several days a week and hour out away and back. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, because you go almost every week, right? Multiple your... days a week to different places. To yeah, different like, places. Let's yeah. Go, let's go to the carousel park this week. <laughs> you know, and that's an hour yeah. away. Yeah, there's there. I, I guess when you really think about it, technology has been a blessing in a lot of ways. But you know, the scary part, you know, with Uber, you know, that's so a scary transition for me. Of course, I can't. So, even but imagine. you know, art therapy has given me the motivation to be strong. To that's great that transition. So, what we always like to ask too is. Do you have any words of advice or words of wisdom for anybody who may be looking to get into your field of work or who may be trying to overcome any of the things that you have in your life? Don't ever give up. There is no obstacle that can not be overcome. That's great. And you definitely are showing that and living that obviously in your life. That's amazing. Thank you. So is there anything else you would like to chit chat about or let us know that's going on for you? Um, You know, shows are limited, so I'm trying to find out about what I can get into. But as soon as I do, I'll post it on Facebook. Um, Like I said, I have pieces for sale at the uh, Chagrin Falls Valley Art Center. And a lot of the pieces right now, I'm actually like redoing those. I had done before because my work has changed with craftsmanship so I'm like wanting to make sure everything is you know up to standard with my work great so I'm reworking and redoing some of the pieces but I'll be posting more pictures on my busy bee artistry page great and so that's busy bee artistry on Facebook you can search for Busy Bee Artistry LLC and find Sarah's work there. Um, are you anywhere else? Do you have a website or any other social media that you use? Um, not right now, besides my personal Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So mostly we'll be looking forward to your Etsy or Shopify yes. store, hopefully sometime soon. Yes, very soon, hopefully. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us today. And you have certainly been an inspiration to me. And I'm sure you've been an inspiration to some of our listeners too. And hopefully they will go over and check out your Facebook page. And if you ever have any questions out there, please feel free to write us at Allegory Gallery and we can make sure that you can get in touch with any of our artists if you'd like to speak with them. And we thank you very much all for tuning into this podcast. Thank you so much, everybody. Hello, this is William from Allegory Gallery Interviews. And I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening to our most recent podcast episode. 
This episode was actually recorded in 2021, and we just wanted to let you know of a few updates that have happened ever since then. Sarah would like you all to know that since this episode, she has been doing bead embroidery, but not as often as before. And actually, she's really gotten into wire wrapping, and it has improved a lot for her, along with her love for it. She does still switch between bead embroidery, knotting, and wire wrapping. She's grown a lot as an artist, and she's really working hard on her Etsy site currently. So be sure to stay tuned. That's still coming up soon. Thank you again for listening.